Welcome back to Hops and Hot Takes. I'm your host, Eric. Still no nickname. Um, Come on with one right now. Yeah. How about Eric the Daddy Bevel? All right, let's try this again. <laughs> Welcome to Hops and Hot Takes. I am Eric the Daddy Bevel. Hmm, does that feel good? Let's take a vote around the room. Yes or no? I think it feels real good. That's the, gross. The <laughs> the way you said that. No, start over. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's go with it. I am Eric Big Daddy Bevel. I'm here with Stephen Glenn for the win. Stephen, it's been a long summer, but we're back. Uh, there's a lot happened. Eric, this is the premiere of our new West Side studio. Mm-hmm. We're moving all up in the world. What do you think of the new digs? Well, after I listened to this back about 15 times doing editing, I'll, I'll give you a better opinion because yeah. I'll have a sense acoustics of acoustics are probably terrible. Yeah, we have for the acoustics. <laughs> I realize none of this footage is usable. Guess who we have here today, though? Who do we have here? We've got some guys that we had to pull in off the street. I don't know. Do they have nicknames yet? Have we given them nicknames? I don't think so. We've got Ryan Dewey, Ashley. It's an old nickname. <laughs> the only one with a nickname since sixth grade. And then uh, Big Willie over here just to my left. So uh, we've got our expert on the Braves and our expert on the dogs. But apparently we're not talking about the Braves yet, so uh, somebody was Dewey's not going to be talking much today. <laughs> yeah, I won't be on the podcast much today. So, mm-hmm. oh, but um, but I'm speaking of Dewey over here. Um, <laughs> some people may be wondering why we had such a long layoff again with someone hurt, with something going on. Um, well, I had no. to buy the studio first. Yes, yeah, true. You had to buy the yeah. studio. I also had to survive a three month old. Um, that's been difficult. Yeah. But <laughs> with all layoffs, we always have a special announcement. <laughs> Dewey, do we have a special announcement from you? Mm, no, no, I can think of. Oh, yeah, I got engaged. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. That really threw me for a loop there. You're engaged? That's right. Yeah. You know, we took this trip to Paris. Did you do uh, Did you do it in Paris? <coughs> I did not do this in Paris. Wow. Wait a minute. She Paris? still said yes. Paris is one of the most romantic places in the world. You didn't propose in Paris? I think the Botanical Gardens of Atlanta, Georgia is the most romantic I've heard Atlanta is the new Paris of the Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to the gardens? So, I mean, it's, yeah, we're it's catching up. The city of lights, the city doesn't sleep. Yeah, exactly. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Dewey, have you, uh, are y'all still going to get married? <laughs> we're still getting married. Have you set a date? We've set a date. You want to tell everybody we're going to show up? It's uh, unfortunately in the middle of college football season, November 20th, uh, 2020. He obviously didn't oh, listen to any of our podcasts <laughs> last year. Yeah, it's also a November. Podcast. It's a segment on this. Yeah, I did. also got the date wrong. It's November 14th, <laughs> 2020. I hope she really doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> we in a lot of trouble. Wow. This is a tentative date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, might not be a date for, after for all. Now, guys. After she listens to this. Ryan. How would you like it if, instead of Hobson Hot Takes talking about beer and sports, that we just follow you and Julie around on your wedding planning adventure? Maybe get an uh, endorsement from the thenot.com? No. No. Nothing would make me happier than okay. to have you follow me around the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have tweeted. As we always do in Hobson Hot Takes, Stephen, what beer are we drinking tonight? Oh, man. Eric, I appreciate you bringing this one over. It's a uh, from Creature Comfort. It's one of our favorite breweries because it's in the beautiful city of Athens. It's called the Classic City Lager. Now, it may be easy drinking, but it's a... I'm, I'm going to steal from their hashtag here. It's a good cold beer. 
and that's really all you need sometimes. Am I right? Oh yeah, it's it's the best. Um, I thought about getting some other more exotic beers elsewhere. Um, so we always like to have a little bit of diversity when it comes to beers in the show, but. We'll get into this. This is the UGA football preview show, so there's no time for White Claw. There's no time for Boulevard. There's no time for Sierra Nevada. Well, I think Dewey really appreciates it, too, because it's something like it's not too, uh, you know, too heavy. It's, you know, easy to drink. It's only 4%, so you can handle it. My delicate you know? stomach can't handle more than yeah, five. So. So. You could have... A half or one? It's a. It's probably. Uh, I think it's a little bit less than a white claw. So I think you could probably have two. Check. <laughs> <laughs> See if she says it's okay. Let's take a quick commercial break. The following segment is sponsored by our longtime partners, Big Lou's Emporium. Big Lou's Emporium, helping people in Atlanta get in touch with themselves since 1969. So the last time we were all together, I want to say it was right before July 4th. Did anybody do anything interesting for summer vacation? Mm-hmm. I went to Boston. Couldn't try it. Oh, there you go. Oh. Something uh, exciting. For our uh, wedding anniversary trip. So oh. that was really cool. Went to Fenway. Fenway's really cool. We uh, went to a game. They had they were playing the Orioles. So went to the game, and then we had a... You've been to Wrigley now, too, right? Yeah, so I've been so to Wrigley. Which better? <clears throat> That's tough. Um... Was the ballpark food any better than Wrigley? Did you have? Anything? I think Wrigley was Wrigley's was better. Like, yeah. okay, so I'm going. They hype. So the first thing I do when I get to the ballpark is get a hot dog. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You gotta try everybody's hot dog. So, okay, so this <laughs> is our episode of Hot and Hot Takes. <laughs> what do you think, Daddy? That's a hot. That's, that's, a, that's a hot take for you. <clears throat> okay, so I actually did that. I went, you know, it's America. You're at a baseball game. What do you do? Go get a hot dog and. I went there, and the Fenway Frank was what was talked of. I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty cool, Fenway Frank. They're like, it's a foot-long hot dog. And I was like, okay, I wonder what comes on this. You measured it? <laughs> they said it was a foot-long, you know, <laughs> so I just took their word. Yeah. Get up there, order it, it, and they literally give it to me, and it's like a plain hot dog in like an eight-inch bun, so it's like got like <laughs> three inches on each side, just uncovered. And not that be four? Four. Okay, sorry. <laughs> be, sorry, be, sorry. Be two inches on each side, actually. Well, it depends on how where the wiener stop. Very true. Started. Good point. Good point. It could be. It could be four. It could be one and three. There's a lot. Of, a lot of ways. You Let's could do all the combinations yeah, yeah. of you know. All right. What? Anyway. Anyway. So but, it wasn't uh, good. Yeah, Fenway was great. More, so it wasn't good. Any more wiener talk you want to lay on? You feel like you got gypped? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That was. That was about it. Yeah. Just got gypped. It was a letdown. No, the yeah. wiener was a letdown. So, <laughs> other things he's heard was wedding night. <laughs> I think we have a lot to talk about because I think everyone around this table is pretty passionate about the dogs. Starting off college football. Starting off college. It's a big weekend. College football and actually, college football had already kicked off this this past weekend. What did everybody think about week zero? Do you do you wish? You would just wait for like one inaugural week or are you okay for a little showcase game? Because really there's only three games and it was Florida Miami being like the best one of them. Before, before we go around the room. So it was the best, the, the Florida Miami game was the best opening game for ESPN that they've ever had. As far as viewership, so they're absolutely going to do it again now. So it might they probably do more. They might 
Push it back to July next year. Yeah. <laughs> we might have a week negative four. Yeah. But. Most likely. With that said, I think it was awful. The play was awful. I mean, I, it was a good game only because it didn't seem like either team wanted to win it. I mean, was it, it was kind of hard to watch, was it? I think it, it seems like it takes a little bit of the pomp and circumstance out of this weekend coming up, right? What do you think? I mean, I personally like week zero just because it's one week faster, closer to <laughs> college football. But with that being said, I like the key, like a good game. You know, mm-hmm. and they've they've been they've actually been doing week zero for I think a couple of years now. But it's always like Hawaii and Colorado State or somebody. They went in Australia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then it's like, all right, I don't really want to watch that. So this was like the first year where a legit game was on week zero, and like Eric said. The viewership, I could see ESPN making this like an every year thing, but I think to make it work, you need one marquee matchup, you know. So then the focus is on that. So I think what makes it exciting, and what this is the template that you're going to follow is they really don't need to do have the Week Zero game be Cal versus Syracuse or something like that. I think the fact that it was a regional and there was yeah. the fan bases were both really into it. They're natural rivals. It's two blue bloods too, right? Right. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two name programs. So even though maybe they're a little bit shaky, we'll get into this later. But maybe some of them aren't as good as they think they are. It didn't matter to me because it was still fun. And I'll. And when it comes to week zero, I also follow the adage that is made into a lot of signs in people's lake houses that a uh, bad day fishing is better than a good day in the office. And so I'll take that. A bad a bad week zero is better than <laughs> oh, no football. Wait, Dewey, you said no. Why do you Why do you think no? Not necessarily, no. It's just, uh, I mean, I enjoy it. Same reason. I mean, it's in a, you know, it starts a week earlier, which is nice, but it's almost like too much of a tease because it's only one game. When I get in this college football mindset, <laughs> I want to like a good tease. I want to watch. That's right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get right down to business. <laughs> and I want, I want all the games. Every, I want every game that week. I want to watch them all. I want to sit down on my couch, drink a beer all day. And one beer. <laughs> Do I want to drink my one beer? Not more than 5% all day. It's White Claw. Pass out on the couch, wake up with the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. After I drink half a Bud Light, <laughs> I miss half the game. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it would be fun if you do it this whole weekend, and you have the very first game, marquee matchup, Thursday night, then you have another good one, or maybe uh, like a pack 12 kind of late game on Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, since it's a holiday, we have the, the big matchups, say, for those days. I can see that it being an East Coast game, West Coast game. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have Boise State versus Arizona State be like your 9.30 game. And then maybe you might have a 4 o'clock game that's something along the lines of Florida-Miami. Mm-hmm. So That'd be good. I mean, to me, it was like kind of like watching almost a comparing it to NFL preseason. Like, yeah, it's football, but like, is it really good football to watch? So let's move on to the next uh, topic that we want to cover. Is this a general SEC overview? We have the odds right now of how everybody is supposed to do wins and losses. So my question to the table is. Who do you think is overrated and underrated off this list? And I'm defining it by Florida. You think <laughs> I'm defining it by who you think is two wins better if they're underrated, or two wins worse than their Vegas odds right now. Florida's always overrated. Okay, so Florida on this list is nine wins. What do you think the roadmap to getting to seven looks like? I mean, they're about to lose the rest of their games. Did you see how they played? 
Like, I know Vegas has a projected to win nine games. <sighs> Seems kind of high. Do you think nine was high even before the Florida Miami game? Yeah, but I th- I think they're just overrated. Yeah, with Florida, what happens a lot of times is overreaction to bowl games, and Florida went out and they beat Michigan in a New Year's Six game by like what was it, about 20, 30 points, right? And they overreacted, you know, kind of like Texas, mm-hmm. big oh, the big huge win over Georgia, you know, and you got to kind of look past the game and kind of look more into it. Michigan was like without four defensive starters in the game and we're just coming off a huge embarrassing loss to Ohio State so how much were they into it? Just like with Georgia coming off the gut-wrenching loss to Alabama. Not only that but it's a fully like when you come back it's a different team and also when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds someone who's a freshman is going to make a huge jump when they're becoming a sophomore maybe more so when you're the pros and you are who you are. People end up graduating, so it's not even the same team when you have coming back. Talk about Tennessee first. Tennessee, I think they're at six point five. I believe in a second year a coaching bump. I think a lot of teams improve once they kind of have their guy come in. Um, I don't think Tennessee can really go much lower. I know that Holly from down the street, who's about to have a baby any moment now, <laughs> is going to be thrilled for me to say this, but I think Tennessee is actually going to have a sneaky good year. Pruitt's doing a better job recruiting his guys in there. And so they're getting a better uh, talent influx than they had yeah. in the Butch Jones. I just, I think they'll be better, but I, I think their schedule's still not. It's not. It's still. It's rough. I mean, they got to play. I mean, they do play Alabama and Georgia. That's two yeah, easy That's, losses. I don't know. Who are the non-conference? Well, <laughs> is, is that <laughs> three wins? I don't know. There could be three wins there. They play Georgia State to open up, then BYU and Chattanooga, and they follow up uh, their fourth non-conference with UAB. So they've really stacked the schedule. <laughs> but within the conference, though, I think it might be tough for him. The only thing I worry about Tennessee is their O line is going to be real young, which is not a good recipe. I think they'll be just as good as Florida, though. I Dude. think it'll be neck and neck with them for who finished the second. Dude, what do you got? Who's a little overrated? Who's a little underrated? I have an underrated team, and that is Missouri. Okay. I can see them being a little sleeper. That's pick. a trendy pick. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you look at their schedule, <laughs> it's a weak schedule. They the only two West teams they play are Arkansas and Ole Miss. Arguably the two worst West teams. That's good. Uh, and they're sure. outside of conferences pretty good point. too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you count those two, I think it's three outside of conferences. That's five wins right there if they win all those games. They, just gotta they have a pretty stacked non-conference schedule here with Wyoming. West going, Virginia going, is not too West, bad. West Virginia, going to, going to Wyoming. That's so terrible. Uh, so that schedule going at Wyoming. Any place, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you got to play. You got to play the big boys. At least it's not like November. Yeah. In the November, I guess yeah. that could make it worse. It would be nice out there in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, August 1st. snowing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe say in Jacksonville. I actually don't know where <laughs> Wyoming's university is at. So. <laughs> I don't know either. Southeast Missouri State, Troy. Man. So, Dewey, did you hear the Hops and Hot Takes episode where my cousin John Mizzou alum said that they're only going to have one loss if they if their appeal is denied because it's going to be the chip on the shoulder and the motivation to rally the fan base of the team <laughs> nah. to, to get it going. Do you think? Do you think that's the difference? <laughs> that is definitely not what's going to happen. I could. I mean, there's six and a half right now. I mean, I can see them winning eight. Six and, not, half, six and a half is very light. That is pretty light. I mean, I almost want to get some money and bet on this. <laughs> Will, what do you got? 
For overrated, um, yeah, the obvious pick, which is Florida, like Steven said, um, which I thought that before the game against Miami and then after the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Drop another loss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think um, I'm going to go ahead and ask who would – I think all our projections for who finishes in the SEC, I think Alabama in the West, Georgia in the East, right? So who's number two? Who finishes second? I think it's Missouri. In the East? In the West. Okay. Yeah, for okay. both. East, okay. Missouri, <clears throat> I think Missouri or Florida is second in the East. I'm actually going to reserve my opinion <laughs> on this because this is a hot take I have for later. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah. What a tease. Yeah, right now I'd say Missouri's second and then not really going out on a limb, but I think LSU second yeah. in the West. That's a safe pick. I mean, I mean the West well. is pretty. Well, what mm. goes back, I think Auburn's eight, I would say maybe under potentially for them because – they got to have a good defense, but it, yeah, a little overrated. They have a really good defense, but the quarterback situation—you don't know what you're getting with them. So you think Gus is gone if they don't they don't get close this year? <laughs> They're on the. Pack I mean, they have a really tough out. schedule too. I think Gus is gone. Interesting little um, side note for me: my air exterminator guy who. <laughs> This is this is the kind of sources that we have. <laughs> it's good hot and hot takes. He's actually cousins with Bo Nix, and so we've been tracking his spring practice and also summer practice. Man, this is so hot. We were for a, deep. Uh, you don't we get were, this on other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, this is, you don't find this on Reddit anywhere. <laughs> we were. I'm thinking that Bo was going to have to kind of like serve his time, being uh, QB two at the, at the moment. Year develop. And, yeah, give him a year to develop. But nope, Gus is going to throw him into the fire. That's and, because Gus is worried about his well. <laughs> Job. Well, and Chaz, I guess I got some bad news. Even though I think Bo is going to be a good quarterback, and this isn't an indictment of him, I've already been through the Jacob Eason five-star stud freshman quarterback coming in, and when it's in the SEC, it's unless, a different story. Unless your name's Jake Fromm, yeah, you're going to right. Yeah. Most of them, you're going to go through your lumps. So Auburn on the sheet has eight wins. I think this is going to be a difficult season for Auburn. I'm sorry, Riley, if you're listening, but. <laughs> All right. Do y'all want to get into UGA? I think think it's time. Well, I mean, we haven't really talked about them yet. (laughs) I think it's time. So I have been working on this agenda (laughs) since July 4th, (laughs) finally crafting it and then revealing it to the rest of the table. This is all we got? This is all we got. (laughs) July 4th? Because this... What the heck have you been doing? (laughs) It was was five pages. I had to whittle it down. (laughs) This is just gold right here. Like a craftsman. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to phrase this next question um, with a little hypothetical. After the Vanderbilt game, hopefully Georgia will win, as they should. I think what's the line on that game? They're a 21-point favorite? Yeah, I think last yeah. I saw it was 21-and-a-half, maybe. Afterwards, if we reconvene at a bar after the Vanderbilt game, what is the thing that we're going to be like, eh, this didn't come together like I thought it was. Something that's going to be a concern that maybe not be the, for the whole season, but just out of the gate. Might be able to mm, shake you. I'm not worried about anything. I've already told you we're going to win by 27. <laughs> you can write that down. It's probably going to be 37-10. Um, is it going to be Rodrigo? Maybe missing a few? No, nah, he's goals? money. I don't understand where the weakness is on this team. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I would like to use it to tell me where I'm wrong. But what are you worried? Are you worried about the wide receivers? 
Lawrence Cager came from uh, Miami. He's got plenty of experience. Well, we've already seen what Miami can do. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. They, uh, so we obviously we I'm took actually, all their best I'm actually, players. I'm actually a little worried about that. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we took all their best players, Eric. So we took their uh, best receiver. I don't know yeah. if they're saying much. Uh, George Pickens can make catches like uh, AJ Green, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where you worry about there. Uh, D. Rob's the fastest wide receiver in the Southeast. Definitely not O line. Secondary. If I had to say one, it's kind of what it was last year. It's defensive line, which I hope were improved. But that's the only weakness. It's pretty senior laden. I like. Yeah. I like. They're going to put out some effort. Yeah. I mean, we got some good talent there, but you know, with Jordan Davis, oh, Blake Herring. Yeah. If everyone stays healthy, it's over. Well, that's another thing. Too, Alabama is- doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like I said, that's just the only weakness potentially, right you know. I'm um, just telling you. But other than that, like, I'm, I'm a Steve to feel. I mean, how really bad good. was our defensive line last year and Tua didn't even make it the whole game? Did we win? That was <laughs> not because of the defensive line. I thought about this, and I could see getting slow out of the gate or maybe not getting it all together. Maybe I could see – the secondary is something that I'm a little bit worried about. I mean, I think, I think, <laughs> why? I think Eric the, Stokes is the lockdown corner, right? But I think looking back at the Texas game, and I know we were saying like, oh, bowl games don't matter, but that was a nice little preview because DeAndre Baker wasn't there, and so, yeah. and so Eric Stokes is going to be the number one guy. I think DJ Daniel, you got to stop out of GMC is <laughs> somebody else who's like may get the other starting nod. Tyson Campbell is also kind of in the mix. Richie LeCount is back there. J.R. Reed, who was an all-SEC preseason guy. I think the talent is all there. I'm just going to be curious to see what it looks like when you don't have a blanket like DeAndre Baker where they're just not going to throw to one side anymore. It's going to ask him a little more open. And it's just time to kind of find out like who's 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 hype or and who's actually going to deliver and be an all-conference player. Herbie knows what he's doing with the secondary. He's never complained about these guys once. I'm not worried about secondary. You don't think he's complained about Richie? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Um, no, because you know what it is? It's like it's like the guy that you know is the best player on the team, but he's not putting the most effort into it, so he's got to rag on a little bit. That's what it is with him and Richie. Him and Richie are close. That was like his first big-time recruit, too, and that was kind of like his guy. Wait, Dewey, did you have a cause for concern for any? I mean, the O-line and the running backs are obviously going to be amazing, but to answer your question, obviously. if they were to come out and be disappointing, then I'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> that might. I don't think that will happen, but if it did, then that might concern me. So that's something that I still can't get out of my head is the Florida game, and that was probably the Florida moral victory part of the game is when we were, what, goal to go, could have punched it into ISIS game and Florida mm-hmm. stood us up four times. We got a reprieve because of like a false start penalty or something mm-hmm. like that. That was embarrassing. And again, much like the secondary, and even more so, the talent is there. I think even Kirby admitted that everyone in this offensive line is is going to get drafted. I just don't. But know. you got to do it. I just don't know how we don't win this game by thirty. Unless they get a tootsies all night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is in Nashville. It's a good time. Who on the schedule are you most concerned about? Texas A&M. Why? It's going to be late in the season. The dogs are going to be undefeated. Uh, they've got the talent, but the dogs aren't ready. 
I think they could definitely sneak up on them. Uh, Texas A&M almost really took Clemson to the wire last year. So I think uh, Jimbo's had another year. He's a pretty good recruiter. Uh, they've got a you know great great talent base there. I mean, it does make me feel a little bit better that he'd come to Athens, but still, um, you know, there's there's always one game that I feel like Georgia kind of overlooks. Like I think they were much better than LSU last year. They went to LSU and just kind of laid an egg, and I think that could happen against A&M. This is going to end up flying in the face uh, of what I said earlier, but. The game I'm most worried about is Auburn. Even though I think that they're going to have a little bit of a down year, is that if you look back, Georgia's always going to have a little trouble against on the road versus a West opponent, whether it was Auburn two years ago, LSU last year. And you know Auburn's going to be geeked up for for that game. So even if they're, let's say, not having a great season, I think the fan base is probably going to rally around them and say, like, hey, we got to beat Alabama, we got to beat Georgia. And so it's going to matter. And also, Derek Brown is a beast and maybe a top five pick. And Georgia, I can see them out like the ghost of all these, whether it's Auburn or Alabama, it's going into that state and having them having good interior linemen to really disrupt at the point of attack. So you think Gus is not going to be fired by them? No. I think I think Gus is going to make it through the season. <laughs> I think he might be fired by them. Because his buyout is too big. Yeah, Do it. What do you got? Very large buyout. Um, I think Texas A&M and Notre Dame are pretty obvious picks. I mean, for obvious reasons. But my sleeper pick is actually Missouri, and that's because... Why don't you just uh, move to Missouri if you love them so much? Oh, jeez. You're a Missouri Tiger fan? Jeez. I'm drinking a beer from Missouri, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just a coincidence. Missouri will be coming off a bye uh, when they play us. They have a bye week right before us, and we'll be coming right off Florida. And I still think Missouri, they're sneaky good. I mean, they gave us trouble last year. They always seem to give us a little bit of trouble every year, so and um, yeah, I really I don't I mean I still think Georgia comes out and wins that game, but it's gonna be it's gonna be close, closer than people think I think. Who on this team, outside of Fromm, because I think that's the obvious answer, are you are you worried about with injuries? I think Georgia has a hallmark of the the Kirby Smart era, and maybe this is a great credit to the strength and conditioning coach trainers and nutritionists but we really haven't been hit by the injury bug that bad who can we not afford to lose injury wise from besides from <laughs> well what do you got i'm up kirby yeah okay <laughs> dewey what do you got <laughs> we're deep uh, everywhere the quarterback so from <laughs> um backup quarterback <laughs> I didn't ask any of the wide receivers, really, because uh, we're pretty – it's a little shaky position, I think, especially after losing Holloman. That's fine. We don't run, We don't throw the ball. <laughs> especially Prom's hurt. That's a good point. <laughs> I've got one, Charlie Warner. Mm, I think tight that's, end. A, that's a good pick. Um, because I think that's the position we have the, the um, lack of depth in uh-huh. right now. And I would say Warner, and he's the only one who has experience – you know, with um, I think he's the only one who's got catches, right. stats-wise, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he does, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, so I go uh, Charlie Warner. Actually, surprised. <laughs> so my pick, Charlie Warner, is a good one. But my my concern is Jordan Davis. Uh, I think that would be a concern, similar to what I said earlier about what's made Alabama and Auburn so fearsome in the past and a problem have been their interior lineman play. Georgia really in my memory, hasn't had a dominant nose tackle, D tackle. 
Jordan is, seems, seems to be the guy that's kind of fit, filling that mold and you really don't have somebody with his body type and quickness. We can find some people to kind of compensate in there, but like they're a little bit on the more young side. So I think he's someone that we can't afford to lose going into it. For the second and last question, I just want you to give me your final four. I don't want you to tell me who you think the champion is going to be. I don't want you to give me any more commentary. Just give me four teams. I need, like, a list. <laughs> you need a list of college football teams? I do, yeah. All right, Dewey, you go on last. Well, go first. All right. I'm going to write these down. Okay. This is who I've got. Will is, uh, for the listeners, Will is closing his eyes and is taking himself mentally right. to another place. Yeah. Clemson. Okay. Georgia. Ohio State. Oregon. Oregon. Interesting. Yeah, not bad. Pac-12. You like Oregon? State. Yeah. My final four. Okay. My final four. I'm calling this Return of the UGA Quarterbacks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me write them down. Washington. Ohio State. Ohio State. Alabama, Washington, Ohio State. Um, Do we have any other ones out there? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Washington. Is wait. Eric Zyre playing anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Where did Stetson Bennett play? Eric. <laughs> I love I love a narrative. Georgia, <laughs> Washington, Ohio State, Clemson. Not Alabama. I guess if Georgia makes it. This is my other hot take. Alabama's not even going to be in discussion because Georgia will beat LSU in the SEC championship. Well, that's a hot take. <laughs> hot take. I figured that's where you're going. Sorry, we're going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you think Alabama will – how do they get there? They beat LSU in the regular season? Or LSU beats Alabama, sorry, yes. in the regular season. I noticed earlier you asked who would finish second, and you never answered right. that question. There you go. Oh, <laughs> such a tease. So, such so, a tease. You're such a pro. joker over there. Gosh, what a pro. I think, I think and, and also my newcomer of the year, and this is also going to kind of go back to a little bit of wistful Georgia regret, is I think newcomer of the year is going to be John Emery over at LSU. I think he's oh. going to have a big year. What do you got, Steven? Who's your final four? Did Ryan? No, Dewey didn't go yet, did he? Well, I'm going to go last. He may not go after this podcast. <laughs> okay. He's still looking at the list of teams. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all heard of Michigan? <laughs> the Patriots? <laughs> Dewey, are you ready? I can, I can go, I guess. Or do you want some time? Uh, I mean, I mean, Alabama and Clemson, I think, are shoe-ins. I'm being cynical, as oh, yeah. I always am with Georgia. And I will put um, Oklahoma and Ohio State. Get out. I know. Yeah. I just don't. The door's right there. I I don't want that to happen, but I don't see Georgia shaking that monkey off their back, which is Alabama. Steven, what do you got? I got Clemson Dogs, Sooners, and Bama. I think think Jalen Hurst is going to have a big year for Oklahoma. So that's the same four that were in 2017, right? Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma. Is that what you mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe different matchups. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's get to the end. I think we've had enough beers for us to tell the truth and say no, things no that beers. we will undoubtedly regret when one of our friends, probably from a rival school, plays his back for us. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening this season? I'm trying to think, like, in terms of, are you, are you asking in terms of Georgia or the, any team? In the, <laughs> I got people. All right. You, you asked what is going to happen so this we, season. Excuse <laughs> me. such a broad excuse question. Excuse me. For the entire season. <laughs> are they, are they. Give me some, give me some How many takes. wins? How many losses? Give me something to work with. How many wins? How many losses? Give me that, like, okay. 
You can say anything you want in this format. <laughs> are they going anything to at all about college football? Just what like happens? your thoughts. If you want to burp or fart, you can do that too. <laughs> Wait, are we done? Does Georgia... yes. This is the, oh, this, this, okay. this is the closer. Does oh, Georgia okay. quit football together? Yes. You got on probation. <laughs> okay. I think, I mean... Back with you with me. I just Georgia's see it on the agenda. Georgia's not going uh, undefeated. Um, I mean, it's just it's so losing weird. to who Missouri. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, of course, I don't think at least Missouri. <laughs> I mean, Missouri's a shoe in. So Georgia loses two games. Missouri and no, I'm just kidding. I think um, this episode's going to come out on Monday, isn't it? <laughs> Might look at the clock. <laughs> gonna hold it till the end of the season. I'm going to go crazy. Just cut all this. I'm going to say they lose Notre Dame at home. Okay, so so yeah. two losses. Do they get to the SEC? Uh, if well, I was just kidding about two losses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> no one heard me. Yeah. I think it's just one loss. I think it's Notre Dame, and obviously we go to SEC. Two and lose to Alabama, and don't make the playoffs. And don't make the playoffs. Stephen, what do you got? <sighs> All right, you ready? Ready for it. <clears throat> Georgia undefeated in the regular season. Lose to Bama in the SEC Championship. We both make the playoffs. Rematch with Bama first round, and then go play Clemson for the Natty. And? We lose. Well, what do you got? Um, also, also, Stephen, thank you for being so seen compared to your brother. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. <laughs> okay. For Might sound homerish, but this is what I've got. All right. Georgia beats Ohio State in the first round of the college football playoff. Okay. So, so I got Georgia beating. Let me let me backtrack. Georgia beats Alabama finally SEC championship. They make it to the college football playoff. They're the two seed, play three seed Ohio State, beat them, rematch with Justin Fields. You know, you get all that drama. Love it. Love a narrative. <laughs> Good drama there, ESPN. Clemson beats Oregon. It's the one versus four. Okay. And then Georgia beats Clemson finally to win it all. So my man. I think Georgia is not going to lose any game in the regular season. Win by double digits. Whoa. And I don't care who we get matched up with. I've had people, because I've drunkenly given this prediction before, that they're being like, oh, you're being too cocky. You're jinxing the season. I don't believe in jinxes or curses at all. Because I've done everything to revert um, a curse or a jinx or I pray that we're going to win or lose just like that. Sometimes it's just the players on the field and just some, and it's sometimes it's just luck. This is, in my memory, the best collection of talent that Georgia has ever had in my lifetime. I also look at the next year's team. That Terrence Edward team was pretty good, though. 2017, the OT team was also good. OT team was good. Yeah, Terrence. But... I think I think we have the coach who has a killer instinct. I think we are recruiting at a higher level. This is finally the time where we have all all of our players. I think it was great to supplement with Sony Michelle, Chubb, Davin Bellamy, Lorenzo Carter, Roquan. But these are all Kirby's guys. There's a reason we all get hyped up on early signing day, December, regular signing day, February. It's time for people to deliver. I'm not worried about who they're going to throw to. I think those people have been waiting the year. The, the wings. I think if you if we had an Alabama fan in here right now, they would say, "Yeah, our five five stars have to wait until our junior or uh, senior year to show out." And I think this is going to be the case. So they'll win every game by double digits. They will win every game by double digits. 
I like that too. I'll I'll steal that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that prediction. <laughs> I hope that happens. I don't care. My heart is open. I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go into overtime with Vanderbilt. See, I've got steel walls up. You do. I'm not. I'm. In, I've been hurt too many times. George doesn't win this year. Will we ever win it? Uh, I mean, that's impossible. But I think. Uh, but that's. This is our best chance in the next four years. I'll say not that. now. Yeah, I win. I would think if not now. I would, I'm this is assuming from leaves for the NFL. Yes. If he did for some reason come back, I would think next year we'd have the same equal okay. shot. Same odds, yeah. Because I'm worried about Clemson. Oh, I'm worried about Clemson. Oh, but, Clemson's um, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think Clemson, you know, everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence coming back. Yeah, but I think what kept him in the Bama game – was two big things, Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson defensive line. They lost all those guys, and that's what kept them in the Bama in the second half where they kept on putting it on them. Bama couldn't wear them down. That was huge. So that's where I think Clemson will be good, but not quite as good defensively. Not as good as where they were last year. No. No. So. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I'm only at 5% battery life right now, so I need to save this episode. But I think we're all pretty excited about the season. Uh, thank you for joining us. That you made it this far. I want to say go dogs, and we'll catch you next time. Go Missouri. Yeah, apparently go, go Mizzou. Go Tigers. Yeah. Let's include everybody. On this, on this episode of Hops and Hot Takes, we'll catch you there.